let's get past them today. I think we're going to do a great job. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Modern Man Podcast, where we are here to connect men in pursuit of their potential. We do that by embracing discomfort, cultivating community, and putting wind in each other's sails to unlock potential. And we are getting wind in our sails today from men's anger coach and host of the Broken Catholic Show, Joseph Warren, joining us on the call. Joseph, thanks so much for your time today, man. Ted, happy to be here, man. Let's uh, blow up some rocks in our heads, huh? Rocks means head trash. <laughs> I like Lost that. Men, we got a lot of rocks in our head. Oh, yeah. Well, we want to clear those rocks out as much as we can. And before we jump into that, I'd love to give you an opportunity to kind of introduce yourself to the, the people watching it and uh, whether it be on YouTube, on their iTunes app. Go ahead, get acquainted before we start hopping into today's topic. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I grew up with an angry dad. And I eventually became an angry young man myself. And I took all that anger and inner rage and I applied it into business. And anger in business is like jet fuel. When you mm -hmm. point it in the right direction, man, you can make a ton of money with that. The problem was I hurt a lot of people along the way. I stepped on them all the way to the top. Uh, we did seven figures in 12 months when I was age 19. I worked 110 hours a week and became a workaholic. Yay. Yeah. Some of your audience can relate to that. Maybe they're in that right now. And uh, after five years of you know RPMing in the red line like that, I eventually burnt out. Mm. I semi-retired for five years in Scottsdale, Arizona. That was my sin city and prodigal son years. And I partied away all my fortune, everything I had earned with women and uh, just lots of really bad decisions. Eventually the money ran out and so did the friends and so did the girls. And I was left by myself, kind of like the prodigal son in the pigsty with nothing left. And I eventually came back to my senses, but then it was a 10 to 15 year journey back to God. So I've been through workaholism. Like I mentioned, I've been through anger addiction. I've been through sex addiction. That was one of the biggest rocks that I just couldn't overcome in my own strength. And we'll speak about that, how we need God's power because our strength is not sufficient. And eventually fast forward to today, now God has me you know, serving men like my dad, who are good men, their dads, their husbands, their badass guys. My dad's a Marine, you know, but they have anger. They got anger deep inside. They don't know how to manage those emotions. They don't know how, what the outlet is in a safe way because society says you're not allowed to, it's toxic, et cetera, as men. So I demystify all those myths and lies and show men how to express it in a healthy way. So what I do is I help Christian husbands, dads, and business owners that are doing seven to eight figures in their business, killing it at work, but going home angry and miserable. I help them go from angry and stressed to peace and purpose in 90 days or less, guaranteed. So that's I like what I get that. to do. I like that. And thank you for the work you do. Thank you for sharing the journey that you've gone through and using that experience to pour into others, because I feel as though one of your chapters, if not all of your chapters, could probably resonate to some of the men and where they might be right now, where they have been, or probably where they're trying to leave. And you mentioned, I love you said, a lot of good men, right, who are, mm -hmm. who are just trying to blow up these rocks and they carry around this anger. Mm. Where does that anger come from? Because, I mean, 
we've said is like that inner demon or that that voice in our heads or that dark side, you know, and, and we try and eradicate it and try and identify it. But where does it come from and how does it fester and grow? Yeah. So in the work I get to do with men, what I've seen in my own life and in my clients' lives is that anger in men, men's anger comes from loss of control. So when we feel out of control as men, we're trying to control those areas of our life, but we just can't. That gap between our striving to control it, a situation or a person, and our inability to do so, that gap causes the anxiety, causes the stress of our lives. And eventually, when that anxiety, anger, stress stacks and, and becomes chronic, goes on and on and on and on and on. Eventually, we get so frustrated on the inside, right? So then we explode. It comes out like a, you know, just a huge explosion. Normally at the wrong times, it makes situations worse. We end up hurting the people we love. We yell at our wives. We yell at our kids because the kids spilled a cup of water, which was an innocent thing. But he doesn't know why daddy's yelling at him. He's like three years old and daddy just blew a cork or a gasket. Well, it's because daddy's been suppressing all that loss of control for years and years and years. Mm. And all of a sudden, it just blows out everywhere, right? So that's the main cause or origin is loss of control in your life. However, you did speak about the enemy. There's a spiritual layer to it. The enemy also is the taunter. Right, So he taunts us. He lies to us. He tells you, you're a piece of crap. You're not good enough. You're a terrible dad. Just stop even trying. Dude, go grab a bottle, man. Grab some medicine. Like, Just pacify because you feel loss of control. You feel out of control. So why even try? Because you're only going to get angry again and then explode on your wife and kids and they're tired of hearing your apologies. So what's the point of even trying? Just give up and quit. So you got all that happening as well spiritually, which makes you feel even more out of control as a man because you can't shut up the chaos and the noise in your brain where you live 24-7. Yeah. So there we are in this vicious spiral downward that yeah. leads to anger and inner rage over and over and over again. So I help men get out of that permanently once and for all. So it almost sounds like, you know, it's that, you know, chicken or the egg or that endless loop of this anger festers because of loss of control. We try to pacify it, which tends to fall into different addictions, probably substance abuse, things like that. And then we feel guilt and shame because <laughs> why did I go and do that? Right. Yeah. So now we feel more loss of control. I can't, or what I snap at my wife and I can't even control my own emotions, more loss of control, which yeah. gets us even angrier. And we around and round we go in the prison of, of yeah. anger. It reminds me of, a quote I heard not too long ago about, hey, if you don't heal what hurt you, you're going to bleed on those that didn't cut you. And hmm. we we walk around, unfortunately, probably exploding and getting to that tipping point to the wrong people in our lives. And that spiral happens. You mentioned kind of the seasons you've gone through and you, you teach men how to blow up the rocks. Hmm. I want to talk about the rocks. How can we blow those up? How can we get out of this spiral, this death roll that so many of us find ourselves in. What does that healing process look like to start kind of coming out? Yeah, for sure. So I teach uh, seven steps for mastering your anger and your stress as a man, right? And we could just run through them if you want right now, and uh, yeah. we'll go deeper in any one that you want to go deeper on. 
So step one, and if you're listening right now to Ted's awesome, amazing podcast, then go ahead and grab a pen and paper and write this down because you're going to feel really bad and loss of control if you forgot to, right? And I don't want that for you. So step one is outrageous ownership, outrageous ownership. This means you got to take extreme ownership for the life that you've created. Mm -hmm. No one else is to blame, right? So, you know, so many times we're blaming and complaining, right? For the loss of control we're feeling all around us. But what we're not realizing is that we train people how to treat us. Mm -hmm. We also train people how to mistreat us, Mm. right? And you got to own that as a man. Like I've allowed people to take advantage of me, to walk all over me, to whatever, to, you know, speak to me a certain way. Like I got to take extreme ownership of that. I created this life. My decisions created this life. There's no one else to blame. It's me, myself, and I. I did this. And then I face and embrace the consequences of all my previous decisions. Yeah. Whether I was conscious of them or not, I... That's my ownership. And I'm not going to try to escape my life ever again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No more pacifiers. I'm going to lean in and face it. Right. So that's, that's step one is outrageous ownership. And if you're not willing to do that, well, you're not ready for the coaching with me. You're not ready for the breakthrough in your life or the transformation that God has for you. Yeah. So you got to get to the step one. Right. And some of us men, I, <laughs> we need more pain. <laughs> we just need to hit rock bottom. And I've I've had men come to me and they describe their life to me, ba 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 ba, and I'm like, man, that sounds terrible. Like, yeah. how are you standing? And then when I invite them to coach or or to to lean in and take ownership, they're not willing to. And I was like, oh crap, you actually need to get more pain. And mm. I thought you were at the bottom, but you've been lying. You actually have further down to go. Because yeah. until a man hits rock bottom, he's not ready to blow up the rocks in his head or around his heart and have those breakthroughs. Do you think a man can maybe make that decision before rock bottom, or does it have only to the only to smart the- men, only smart men can do that? Yeah. Ooh, okay, and I don't mean that sarcastically. I mean it's you know many of us learn through our own mistakes, trial and error, and then wise men they learn from other people's mistakes around them. So if you see all the writing on the wall and you're blowing up on your wife and kids more than often than you like, or you're pacifying with alcohol or drugs or sex, right? And you're, and you're doing these bad behaviors and you're like, ooh, I'm headed down a path I don't want to go. Well, then, bro, like make a decision. Yeah. Make a decision right there. That Now's the time. Yeah. I can't help you after you fall off the cliff. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to go splat. That's just what's so. Now, I went splat, and praise God, he spared my life. Not everybody gets that second chance or that ticket out. And I know that, and I'm very grateful, and that's why the rest of my life belongs to God, because he spared my life multiple times. If you don't mind me asking, what yeah. was the thought process like when that rock bottom hit for you, where you were like, okay, something's got to change? Yeah. You know, I'd like to say... You know, I was as wise as I hopefully am right now, but I wasn't. I was in my 20s, right? Mid-20s. So I had a lot of living still ahead of me and a, a lot more pain to take. But when I did hit my rock bottom, I was away from God. I was far away from God at that point in my life, right? I had become agnostic, atheist, even though I was raised in a Christian home. I wanted nothing to do with that God that occurred or I thought 
was like my dad. See, when we have angry dads, and here's for all you men out there that are dads and your anger's out of control, right? Your kids are watching you. And what they're seeing in you is their first example of masculinity, what masculinity looks like, good good or, or bad, right? That's how they're going to uh, define masculinity. Also, when your children look at you, they see their heavenly father, mm. right? And they project the image of daddy onto heavenly daddy, Right? This is very important to understand. So if you're an angry dad, a tyrannical dad, an overly critical dad, a harsh dad, well, how do you think they're going to see God? Mm-hmm. They're going to see him the exact same way, in a very dysfunctional way. That's how I saw God because that's how I saw my dad. He was a Marine. He yelled. He exploded constantly, emotionally volatile. Which version of dad's walking through the door today? We don't know. Walk on eggshells. Yeah. Right? So that's how I approached God in my relationship. And eventually I got tired of ducking and hiding every time I messed up with God, you know, and I sinned. I was like, screw this, man. I'm done. I don't want to be in a relationship with a God who's always there ready to beat me, so mm-hmm. to speak, right? And that's how a lot of us were raised, right? So if you're showing up that way as a dad, just know that no matter what you say or teach about God, they're going to see, uh, project onto God what they see in you, mm. period. Yeah. Period. Okay. So that's important. All right. Step two, radical responsibility, radical responsibility. So after you take outrageous ownership of your life and say, man, my life belongs to me, the good parts and the ugly parts, all this mess is mine. Nobody else is right. You got to do that. Step two, you're ready for radical responsibility. So this is where you said, I'm going to lean in and do whatever it takes for as long as it takes to create workability in all all the areas that aren't working in my life. Mm. Like I'm going to lean into the darkness. I'm going to yeah. face it. I'm not going to run from it anymore because you got to do that. And here's the big thing. You got to get to a place of, I accept that no one is coming to save me. <laughs> I accept that no one is coming to save me and ready for all you little control freaks out there. And you can't save yourself and oh. you can't save yourself. See, self-reliance is one of the biggest lies of the enemy for us Christian men. He says, you can do it, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you're self-made, right? You're self-made in business. You got this. You're the man. Go, 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 right? And, And we're lied to by society and by the enemy. So we constantly rely on self, self, self. That's why so many men don't open up, right? We don't show emotions or anything like that. So we're guarded. We're protected. We got rocks stacked around our hearts so nobody could come in and hurt us like daddy hurt us when I was a kid or mommy hurt us or my uncle hurt, right? Like, so we're all guarded and protected. And we got to get to that place of stop trying to save yourself. It's not working. Like, go look at your life right now. Is it working or not working? Well, some areas are. Yeah, but then no areas are. Yeah. That's like saying, oh, I eat healthy, but, you know, on Wednesdays I drink arsenic. (laughs) Well, then you're an idiot because you're not healthy. You're poisoning yourself one day a week. And eventually the table will turn. So if you have one area of unworkability in your life, you can have 10 areas of workability. Your life's still not working. Mm. Eventually, that one area is going to consume the good areas. Mm -hmm. So now's the time, all right? Step three, loving leadership. Loving leadership. This means leadership simply means three words, right? And I I coined this. I trademarked it. Don't steal it, all right? I have to come after you. I'm from New York. I'll get you. Okay. So leadership, (laughs) leadership means 
you go first. You go first. You want to be a leader in business? You go first. You want to be a leader in your company? You go first. You want to be a leader at home, spiritual leader? You go first. That means you're going to take the arrows. You're going to take the hits. You're going to step into the enemy territory first and say, follow me. Mm. Right? That's what leadership means. It's not teaching other people how to go first. <laughs> it's you yeah. go first. Yeah. Show them how to go first, right? By your example. So you're going to put yourself at risk. You're going to take the arrows, not your wife, not your kids, not your employees, not your siblings, not your mom and dad, right? Nobody else. Question you're going to do that. it and, and you're going to step in today. Yes, sir. Question on that is in terms of going first, mm-hmm. what if, if you're not sure where you're going? What if you're well, then go sure. ask for help, you fruitcake. Like, go yeah. ask for help, man. <laughs> See, here's the thing. Men don't want to ask for help because they don't feel safe to ask for help because we live in a society that tells them you're not safe when you show any negative emotions. It's only okay for women to have negative emotions, but not men. If you have negative emotions as a man, you're toxic and we're so, going to cancel your ass. So we keep right? driving in circles saying, I know. So what do we do? There. We push it down into our soil. We push the rocks deeper and deeper into our good soil. Well, eventually your fertile soil, the way God made you for good, right? Eventually becomes rocky ground. You have so many rocks that they turn into boulders over time, addictions, right? Sex addiction, alcohol addiction. We named some of them already. Anger, right? Explosive anger. And eventually you've got rocks all in your soil. Bro, this is why you have no idea what your purpose is. This Mm -hmm. is why you're like, God, what do you want me to do? I don't know. Well, it's because you can't get through the rocks, bro. Yeah. He made you to be fertile and fruitful, but you got to get the rocks out. So you got to ask for help. So go find a guy like me or find someone else who does what I do. I've never heard of anyone else doing what I do. This is a very specific sniper-like spiritual type of coaching that God had put me in because Mm -hmm. of the path he had me go through. And I'm a specialist. I'm like a Navy SEAL when it comes to blowing up rocks, man. It's like, I'll get you out because I've been through the darkness and I came through successfully out into the light. And my life is amazing. And I got the woman of my dreams. I got two beautiful babies. My business is crushing it. I just bought a radio station like that reaches half a million people and growing. And like God's just getting started with me. Yeah. But I asked for help. Mm-hmm. Okay. Loving Sorry. leadership. No, no worries. I'm loving it, man. <laughs> I didn't mean sorry. I mean, I acknowledge I went off on a little <laughs> tangent. All right, step four, step four. This is the foundation of all the steps, okay? This is the key. This is where men, little control freaks like myself, gets are stuck in the prison of control, okay? We're all a bunch of little control freaks trying to control everything in our lives, but we can't. And there's the rub, and there's the tension, and there's the friction, and there's the gap, and there's the anger, and there's the anxiety, there's the depression, right? It's that inability to control everything. It's that playing God in your own life when you're not God. Mm -hmm. There's one throne in your heart, it's where Jesus lives, and you got to get your sorry butt off of it so that Jesus can sit on the throne and take over your life. So we call step four spiritual surrender. Spiritual Mm. surrender. This is different than physical surrender, right? You don't surrender in battle. You fight to the death, my brothers, right? (laughs) 
Yeah. Because we're badasses. You fight to the death in business. You got competitors. You're going to take them out. Let's go. You're going to steal that market share, right? You're going to grow your businesses, right? So that's physical surrender. You don't white flag it. You don't give up. You don't lose because then you're a loser. And that's a sign of weakness, those men. Mm -hmm. That's physical surrender. I'm not talking about that. Step four is spiritual surrender. This is what God calls us to do in the Bible. Lay down your life. Take mm-hmm. up your cross, follow me, die to self. What he's saying is you got to give up your little or huge ego, your pride, and your need to control and stop yeah. playing God and let God come in and take over and be God. He's the only one that can control the universe. He's the only one that can control the things and the areas of your life that are out of control. He's the only one. So I teach men how to successfully surrender to God, all the rocks. And here's what's cool. They don't have to blow them up. I don't have to blow them up. What we do is we identify the rocks with me in the coaching. And then we like find the best place to drill the hole and then stick the dynamite in it. And then we go up to God and we say, hey, God. The rock's ready. You know Do your thing. Yeah. Do your thing. <laughs> See, it's God's power that sets us free. It's God's power that heals us. It's God's power that blows up the rocks in your head that are holding you back in your life. It's not Joseph. It's not your strength. That's the whole message. That's why your whole life isn't working is because you're trying to do it. <laughs> so spiritual surrender means stop trying to do it do what actually works and we give it all to god and then god comes in and ready i'm gonna set some of you free right here with this you ready write this down write this down i'm telling you spiritual surrender means i give god complete and total control over my business and my family ready here it is mm-hmm. i you my brother listening are only responsible Write this down. You are only responsible for your actions or inactions. You are only Mm. responsible for your actions or inactions. That's half the equation. What's the other half? All outcomes and results of those actions or inactions belong to God. Ooh. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's say that again, Mm -hmm. okay? Yeah. So when I got this, Ted, like, man. Okay, so I'm only responsible to take the good action I know to take right now or to not act when I want to punch this guy in the face, right? Yeah, we talked right? about that. Right? That's what I'm responsible for, okay? Mm-hmm. I know that hits you personally, bro. All right, based on the <laughs> story good. you told me earlier. All good, right? So that's what I'm responsible for, taking the right actions and, and avoiding the wrong actions. That's it, okay? That's all I'm responsible for. The outcomes and results of those belong to God. See, the problem is we're trying to control the outcomes and results in all areas of our life. We're trying to manipulate the people, persuade them to see things the way we see things, do things the way we think they should do things. We're like little control freaks, right? Mm -hmm. So when you surrender all that need to control outcomes and results to God and stop stealing them back from him, guess what happens? Like you get, you feel lighter, you feel peace, you feel less stress, less anxiety, like, wait, I don't have to like try to maneuver this or I don't have to persuade my wife or say what she needs to hear so I could get laid tonight. Mm-hmm. No, bro. Just show up lovingly to your wife, love on her, 
Be real. Be present with her. Leave the outcomes and results to God. And before you know it, you're going to be getting so much nookie night after night. It's going to be fantastic because you're actually showing up as a surrendered son of God. And she's watching you lean to God with all your problems rather than trying to be the man all the time. And she clearly sees you're not. None of us are. That kind of puts me to, and I don't know if I've shared this before on the podcast. It was it was a very hard, vulnerable moment for me where I was on, right after me and my wife got married, we went on our, our mini moon and we're in this rented Mercedes, bright red convertible top. But <laughs> my my dad got admitted to the hospital. My dad's older. He, he's 80. He had stomach problems for a while leading up to it. And I remember getting the text message. We're driving in this convertible on the way to the water park or something. And they said they're prepping him for surgery. And I... Looking back, that was a moment in which I had to let go and had to surrender control wholeheartedly. I had to pull over, broke down, and I just remember telling my wife, like, it's hard to let go. It's hard to let go and and literally not knowing what the outcome was going to be. So, I I mean, I was thankful for that because my wife and I pulled over. We prayed. I looked at her, said, I got to go back. And I was able to fly back back home cut our mini moon short and surgery went well and then the next two weeks you know my dad stayed with us my mom stayed with us we were able to help nurse him back to health but man that moment in letting go where you talk about spiritual surrender that's some of the scariest things us as men have to do this is the hardest thing for a man to do it's also the area where you will get set free when you do it yeah that's why it's the hardest that's why the enemy doesn't want you to do it okay yeah Right, because then you get set free. God frees you, and your life starts so amazing. It's it's really cool. Now I'm not saying this is an easy road, but it's an effective road, and it works. Right, I work with men, right, and we blow up rocks for 90 days. Right, that's three months of Mm -hmm. like demolition, Mm -hmm. inner demolition. All right, that's intense. But man, it's a short amount of pain for lasting pleasure. Yeah, a lifetime. Right. A lifetime, because here's what's cool, because I'm not doing the healing because I don't do therapy and I'm not a counselor guy or anything like that. That's not what I do, right? I just give you the access to God's power to come in and heal a situation because it's God healing you. God's healing is permanent. Hmm. When God heals, it's one and done. Show me one story in the Bible where Jesus heals someone and then whispers, hey, before you go. Go schedule a follow-up visit with my receptionist. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like it never happened. He says, by your faith, you've been healed. Go sin no more. Like you're healed. You're done. You're good. Mm -hmm. So that's what God does. He comes in and it's permanent, permanent healing. That's why after 90 days, you can go from extreme out of control anger and rage and loss of control in your all these main areas of your life, hurting the people you love to complete peace, total inner peace where your friends start to like question you like, bro, something is different about you. All my clients say this. They're like, man, you know, it's only been three weeks. And like, you know, at work, like I, I, like one of my clients, a new guy, uh, he's doing an eight figures in his business. He's part of EO entrepreneurs organization. He's like, I'm meeting with, you know, all these other successful people. And we share like things that are happening in our personal lives and stuff. I've been sharing this coaching, and they're like, dude, something's changed in you, man. You were all about money and greed and power and everything. And like, you're like super calm. Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. You know, but like, it was attractive calm. 
They're like, where do I get me some of that? Mm-hmm. I want that kind of inner peace, right? This doesn't lower his ability to kill it in the business world. This actually 100Xs his ability to show up even more powerful in his business world. That's why all my clients, they make a ton more money after we blow up the rocks because they show up more whole and complete now in all the relationships that matter. Now, when they go to work, they're like, let's go, baby. And they have more of a fertile soil probably from which to grow from. And that's right. That's that's right. And then they step into God's purpose for their life. God's calling on their life because the rocks are gone. God's entered in, cleared all the debris, cleared all the blockage. Now they have clarity. The Holy Spirit comes in, gives them clarity as to what they're being called for. Why are you here? Mm -hmm. Who are you? Why are you here? What are you meant to do with your life? My clients get those answers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Number five, I didn't mean to, to cut you off from the, the step process. No, oh, no, it's good. Actually, you know, listen, this is what I do. This is what I do. I give you four steps out of my seven. You want more? Come get it. <laughs> Come and get it. Yeah. Come and get it, baby. Like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm going to keep five, six, and seven blank. <laughs> That's exactly it. Now, if you want to fill in those blanks, go to blowuprocks.com, blowuprocks.com, apply for my coaching, see if you're a fit. We get on a call. I interview you, man. I want to know you're the right guy. I want to know you're ready because yeah. I have a 97% success rate with my clients. I'm not messing that up. <laughs> you get that? So yeah. like, you got to qualify to work with me. And I'm not saying there was this with arrogance or cockiness. I boast in God. I don't take credit for the results and the breakthroughs. I think I've been clear about that. God is responsible for the outcomes and results in my clients' lives. But man, like I want to make sure every guy I work with is the right guy who's going to get the breakthroughs and design and create the life you want. Man. So if you're ready for that, go get it. Well, if you're not, hey, keep, keep struggling until you fall off the cliff and hit rock bottom. Okay. Yeah. So you said blowuprocks.com. What are other sources for folks to connect with you, get in touch with you, get those last three steps to blowing up the rocks in their lives? That's kind of holding them back and maybe feeding into some of the anger and some of the repercussions that people are experiencing in their lives. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I'm writing some books right now around all this stuff. You know, they'll be out soon. You can find out more again at blowuprocks.com. I, I was about to give you my free book, but I don't think I'm going to. I don't think so. <laughs> you know, um, listen, I, I've learned like you got to work for it, man. You got to want it. I'm not here for everyone in your audience right now, Ted. And I don't mean that with any disrespect. I'm here for the one guy listening. Mm-hmm who's at that place in his spiritual journey where he's ready to give it total control to God. He's tired. He's exhausted of carrying the weight of his own destiny on his shoulders. It's crushing him. Mm. And he's ready. He just has been waiting for the access. He's been waiting. He's been praying, God, give me an answer. God, give me a path. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and, and the life. Like, what is the way? I want the way. Like, that, that man's ready. Like, I've been through the way. Yeah. This is what I teach. And we, we turn it into a process and a system, 12 steps that just work. I give you seven for mastering anger and stress, but there's other areas of your life you need to master. Mm-hmm. I teach you how to pray effectively with God, like how to get quiet with him and hear 
the voice of the creator of the entire universe who made you mm. start speaking to you about you, about his plans for you, mm. about his purpose, your calling, what he wants to do through your life. I teach you how to hear that, hear him, and deepen your relationship in a way you've never experienced before. Yeah. I got to do that. My clients get to do that. So I'm here for the one man who's ready to do that. Well, if you are watching or listening and you feel like you were that person, you were that one man, Joseph Warren, I will have the link in the show notes for you to, to pay that forward and communicate and contact him. Joseph, man, this has been an awesome episode and leading people to peace and purpose because so many of us are living our lives with so many rocks in our garden. So I appreciate the work that you do and the time that you've spent with us here today, man. Ted, God bless you. God bless your entire audience. And God bless the man who's courageous to take the action right now. Do it. You've been it. praying for it. God <laughs> gave you the answer. What are you going to do? I love it. Well, God bless you too, brother. I'm going to go run through a couple of those steps really quick and, and recap for folks who didn't take your advice and have the pen and paper like I did. So loss of control, that's kind of where the root of so much of our frustration, anxiety, and anger can come from. It's when we have this loss of control or this feeling that we can't control the outcomes in our lives. And as we go through the steps, we find out that spiritual surrender, understanding that we are not responsible for the outcomes. We are only responsible for the actions and the inactions within our lives. Your kids are watching you what kind of divine god are you going to be projecting to your kids as they watch you each and every single day and you can't save yourself i always say some of the best advice and some of the best feedback i think my parents gave to me growing up was the world is not coming to save you but the other caveat about it was I put it all on my back, thinking I had the power, thinking I was able to do it. But the reality, too, is I can't even save myself. And that might sound daunting, but it's such a surrender to accept and look at. And, of course, remembering that loving leadership comes from you going first, taking that step. And if you don't know the way, ask for help, you doof. <laughs> you doof. How do you spell doof? I like I that. don't even know. Is that a word? Doof. D-O-A-F. <laughs> Yeah. Dope. We coined it here. You you had your coin phrase. I have mine now. And now we're like both going to have to come after you guys if you take it from us. Joseph Warren, appreciate you being on the podcast. For anybody who wants to check out more of him, The Broken Catholic Show, top 100 podcast, top 1% podcast. Check it out. Thank you so much, brother. We appreciate you. We appreciate the audience for making it to the end. If you got value from this, do us the biggest favor you can. Share this with somebody. Leave us a rating. And make sure you subscribe to get a new episode each and every single week. We appreciate you guys. And as we always say at the end of the episode, everybody wants the sunshine, but they don't want the rain. But you can't get that pleasure without first the pain. Let's grow. <laughs>